it's a very naive perspective when somebody says, I don't have time to invest in building my team the right way because the consequences of not doing that is so profound. This is the Live Into Your Brilliance podcast with me, Al Kenny, and my partner in crime, Mark Billows Bilby. This is the place where we shine a light on the brilliance and the truth of the human condition, whilst blow up the illusions that get in our way. How are you doing, brother? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Yeah, I'm excited for this one, actually, because I've been, uh, out of the discussions we've been having recently, I've been pondering this idea of leaders or people who find themselves in a leadership position and they often default to doing everything themselves to the extent that they become the bottleneck that that strangles human potential. And what I mean by that is well-intentioned leaders building their teams often have this overwhelming desire to do it all themselves or they feel that they need to do it all themselves and they don't delegate enough to their teams but they say they rely heavily on their teams and they constrict the human potential that is innate within their teams. And I've actually seen this in a couple of examples recently. It's quite interesting. How do you reboot somebody so that they feel comfortable in themselves to grow, develop, lead, and delegate, and trust this talented group of human beings around them to get the job done and advance, you know, shoulder to shoulder um, and not actually sort of, su- not suffocate, suffocate's the wrong word, but but not um, hobble uh, the potential around them. Yeah. That is a goodie. I like, I like, I like what you put on the table there. There's a lot of, I'll tell you what comes to my mind straight away. You know, it's like this, this the idea of um, our greatest strengths was when they get overplayed can become our biggest weakness. And like, I don't know whether I probably just kind of drifted into like thinking about founders or like that, you know, maybe thinking about a founder leader or that's kind of what's in my head and what i was thinking about is like one of the things that some of the greatest leaders that i have come across or maybe even like inspiring is they they have such immense vision they have an ability to see things before anyone else sees it and and not only do they see it but they have conviction in their seeing so it's like yeah, you know, they they create they create something out of nothing. They create businesses literally out of nothing. It's like an idea in their head, and they can see it, and they can see how it plays out, and they can see its place in the world, and 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 they have the they just know to get after it. Like they have the 
confidence or they just they 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 live into their their freedom to get after it and it's amazing actually because that's what allows them to build teams of people because they point to their vision they point to what they see and other people look and they see something uh, that that draws them in and it's it's incredible and i really do think it's incredible like i i i I don't believe there's anything that exists in this world that's man-made that doesn't start as an idea in someone's head. And the only difference between that person and the next person is they act on it because they see no reason not to. And, and that in itself is, a, is an act of self-leadership. It's like it's the coolest thing. And I think what happens is they draw these, and then they draw people in. And to begin with, it's not even as important. There's no, it seems... It seems like it just it all just happens perfectly because they start to gather the the initial core of people in. And there's a just a level of human connection and there's it's just this um organic unfolding of something incredible. And everyone's figuring it out. Everyone's figuring it out. But it seems to me that there's a point when it starts to shift out of that to be like, oh, now we're not everyone doing the same thing. It's like, hey, this, it, it turns into teams and it's like, oh, like, and, and people will think about it as scaling. They'll be like, okay, we're, we're now starting to scale. We've unlocked our formula and we're starting to scale. How do we scale? And, um, and this is where I think what you're point, pointing to starts to kick in. It's like the, it's, it's about letting go of that, letting go of the, of the, the hold on your baby almost and being like, okay, this is now, this is, this has got to be shared. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be as a leader still being myself and seeing and, and pointing but I have to be prepared to let go of the idea that it's that it's all on me and trust now that what other people are seeing relative to their area in the team or their area in the business, that I have to trust in their seeing. You know, it's, I've got to trust in what they see and allow them to go and do it. And it's not that I'm not going to see things but it's been able to go, if I see something, I can still use my vision to point. I can still use my superpower to point. And to, but I have to be able to let go of the idea that because I see it, I'm the only one that can do it. Or because I see it, I'm the only one that's going to do it in the way that I see it. So it's almost like you've got to, whereas in the early days, it's actually you see it and you build it. So there's this real clear connection almost for a leader between well, I've seen it, and then I, I've created it, and it's pretty close to what I saw in my mind's eye in the first place, well, I, what came through me. Whereas the really hard bit, and I, like, I think it is tough, is letting go of it and being able to kind of trust that when someone, showed, when someone creates something else, it's like, oh, that's not exactly what I saw in my mind. And it's like, yep. And, and, and that's okay. Like You've got you to gotta learn to be able to kind of allow these things to happen and for 
if anything, like it's learning to allow that to happen. And, and I'm going to stop talking after this and shifting that, that superpower into almost cultivating it in others. It's like in, in almost saying, Oh, I'm, I use this to build this team. Like a team is a creation. I've created this team and now I have to almost engender the same spirit in this team of people and say, I need you all to, in your own areas to be brave enough to act on what you see into, um, to build, like to build from this place of creativity and, and trust yourselves. And we need to trust each other. And I've got to trust myself and you, and we've got to build this level of connection between ourselves so that we can do it and trust that the aggregation of of everything that we see and how we pull together is what's going to keep us scaling and moving through so i'm going to pause there because i feel like that's kind of uh becoming almost a little bit too much and and might not be as clear as what it feels like in my in my head so i don't know what's what's coming up for you from there no it was interesting just like listening to you you used the word trust probably 20 times and i think for a lot of certainly what i've observed what i've experienced and what i observe in some of the leaders that i do work with is this idea of trust and trust building is often neglected on the altar of execution. And so the leaders are feeling an, an immense sense of pressure or obligation, uh, maybe self-inflicted because they're in a leadership position, or like you said, maybe they're even a founder, which I'm sure ships with a whole different set of expectations and pressures but they they often default to getting the job done versus investing the time to build the trust in the team to get the job done and and i've seen this recently actually you know very talented human beings great domain expertise who are gripping the club so hard their team is watching from the wings and and just are hobbled and and so i think you know and even for a founder like you know I think you and I are quite lucky. We we worked for a founder who was a great visionary, is a great visionary. Uh, he's still with us, so that's great. Um, he is a great visionary who, once he'd unpacked the vision, had very little interest in the operational execution of that vision. But he stayed true to the vision, kept pointing, but kind of like when it came to the the art and skill of of bridging into execution, kind of just didn't really get involved because he knew it's not his domain expertise. 
But I think I think some founders, and certainly some of the founders that you and I have worked with, they they hold the vision and they hold execution dear as well. And and because of that, because of they grip that club so hard, you know, they do strangle the um the latent talent that's that's around them. And I think this is the illusion that I'd love to blow up today is, is to say, you know, if you are if you want to go on a journey, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're a founder, a leader, an adventurer, it doesn't matter. You've got to take people with you. You've got to take them with you and point to what you see, but you've got to engender or you've got to nurture a profound sense of trust. And the only way to do that is to be vulnerable enough to say, hey, what do you think? You know, how would you do this? How would how how do we do this together? Versus we are doing this and this is how we're doing it. So come with me. Which, you know, might sound exciting at, at first, but when you start to disagree with some of the choices being made and you just get shut down, you eventually just sit down on the side of the path and the adventure's over. Whereas if somebody's saying to you, hey, how do we get through this next phase? What do you think? I think this. What do you think? Oh, actually, that's a brilliant idea. That's far better than my idea. Yeah, let's go. Um, it's you're you're inspired to carry on with the next phase of the adventure, and so I think that's that's the illusion that we want to blow up is you don't have to you don't have to be you know the 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 leader that stands out front and and leads the charge every single time you can abdicate not abdicate you can delegate and trust and build that trust with your team in such a way that you the adventure is is ongoing um and often really exciting aspects of the journey come from your team over time they they start to formulate a vision and a and an excitement about the next leg and um and that I think must be very satisfying. I think what you've done in terms of what you've put onto the table today is um, perhaps laid track for a number of conversations. Because uh, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, oh, like, what are the illusions that have to be blown up that make it look like that this is the right way to go? That make it look like no, I've got to do this. It's like, because I'm pretty sure that if we sat down with a bunch of leaders and said, hey, would you prefer a team that's got like high trust, that you've got like total trust in them and they're empowered and, and like you're getting the whole is greater than the sum of the parts and, and you're not having to do it all. I think I would hazard a guess that most people would be like, I would love that. And then I think there would be a but. They'd be like, yeah, I would love that but. would be the yeah but. Yeah, that'd be great, but let me tell you that the reality that I'm faced with. 
And it might sound like we don't have time to do that. Like we don't have time to do that. Or like that would probably be one of the big ones. Um, another one would be, might be, um, surely people can like, that, that, does that just not like people should just get it. Like, like, does this just not like happen? You know, like the time one is a big one, I think the other one, but there's something in there about, well, no, like surely if, if these are the right, if these are the right people, then they should just figure it. They should just figure it out. Mm. So that might be another one. Another one that I hear often, and I think you hear it too, is, oh, I, I don't believe in that leadership stuff. You know, the, I don't believe in, I don't believe leadership is something you work on. You know, it's like, it's, uh, it's leadership mumbo jumbo. You know, there's a thousand books on it and pick your book and that's the one we're going to, you know, we'll all read the book and then we'll, we'll go. You know, the, the idea of making, making leadership front and center and, and cultivating those relationships so that you can build that trust and making that an, an a very important, if not the primary component in the success of it is often cast aside, whether it's time, whether it's, but it, often I think there's a philosophy, there's a mindset amongst people that uh, leadership is what HR does. HR will put a program together and then we'll, we'll, we'll do the checkbox compliance checkbox on uh, our leadership training. But I think it goes so much deeper than that. And, you know, I think Jim Collins wrote about this in his book, Good to Great, um, where he said, you know, one of the hallmarks of these great companies is that these leaders loved spending time together. They had, they had invested in building those deep connections and those relationships. They were willing to be vulnerable with each other so that even during the toughest times or the best of times, they, they, um, they were able to, you know, rely on each other in ways that a lot of teams don't. And I think, I think that for me is such a major ingredient and it's certainly what I've experienced, you know, the best teams I've been on made time to connect in those special ways so that there was a huge amount of trust so that we could have the tough conversations uh, and, and, and take things forward. And I think a lot of leaders just, their eyes roll back in their heads when, you know, somebody says to them, Hey, I think we should, I think we should have a mentorship circle. I think we should sit around together. Maybe we should do an offsite and spend two days just getting to know each other. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be in the context of, you know, think of anything, you know, think of your family. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, we, we talk about, you know, you being the leader of yourself. Think of your family. Think of the incredible uh, dynamic 
that is that is set alight when you take the time to sit down with your family and have a meal together or talk about things. I mean, I'm very lucky. I've got two grown-up girls, 22 and 19. And the conversations we can have sometimes as a family are remarkable. Just sitting in the porch, you know, a glass of wine, and we're just chatting. And it's and it's making that time to ask people their opinion, to dig a little deeper, to build those connections, um, and also be okay saying you don't have all the answers. Like it's quite remarkable now, especially with my my two girls. Like they they're teaching me things, and it's it's magical. And it it builds that profound sense of trust and love. And I think the same dynamic and rules apply for building teams and being on teams and working alongside human beings. Like take the time to make that connection and then see what magic flows from there. But it's just not a priority. It's not a priority for a lot of people. And it's it's interesting because the the leaders we see struggling have not ever made that time. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I um, It's funny because there are key words coming up. And I think, like I said, I think this is laying track. So for a, 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 dis- a discussion with a number of, a number of parts to this discussion. At time, we, we both keep talking about time and trust connection, execution, and and it feels like there's something in all of those, you know, uh, the execution, because there's a, there's a, there's a link, like, and and if you, you know, because I'm really wanting to see that everyone is always doing their best based on what they see to be true. So no right or wrong, but like to me, this is an opportunity to just point at a different way of looking at it. And and you like time is just a big topic because even as you were saying that, you know, as you were talking about your family, like, and I know your family, and and I was thinking about that, I was like, oh yeah, and like you, the getting people together, like I can hear, I can hear memories in my mind of people saying things like, can we just speed this bit up? so that we can get to the important stuff. You know, being on an offsite and like my leadership offsites tended to be three days. And the first day was nothing but team, like just nothing but talking about who we were, how we were with each other and, and doing exercises and, and going deeper into that conversation. And, and, and I can, I can still remember like, Oh, like, can we, is there no way that we can just speed this up? Because it feels, I think it's linked to your mumbo jumbo thing. It's like, it feels like it's a waste of time for some people because there's no tangible connection. You can't really put your finger on, you know, where it's going to have its impact on execution. Because most people want Businesses are about impact. Teams are about impact. 
And it's funny, like what it makes me think about is when we think about impact, we think about action. So what comes before impact is action. And like the actions we take create the impact we're having, whatever that is, like good, bad, or indifferent. And I think like lots of leaders play in the action impact realm. They're like action impact, action impact. What are the actions we're going to take to create the result? And, you know, I used to talk with this and say, performance is doing the things you need to do to get the results you want. And I don't disagree with that. I still think that's true. However, the question is, like, what's available further upstream? It's like, well, what comes before action? And for me, like, what comes before action is insight. Like, where, where do the insights come from? that you go, oh, there it is. Like That's the direction of travel that we've got to go, might be individually or collectively. Because when you have an insight, then then like the action, you're like, oh, that makes sense, right? Yeah, let's go do that, and then whatever impact happens. And it's like, well, what's one up from insight is exploration, like the ability to explore, the ability to look in num- numerous different du- directions and it's like well what's the key to real exploration and that's when it starts well real exploration requires trust it requires connection and so if you if you put a a dam on the river upstream and you limit that exploration like what happens downstream is is by default a fraction of what's possible. And I think that's what we're doing here. We're kind of saying, look, we have to look at the full length. We're not saying execution is not important. And we're not saying that there's like real um, importance on, you know, operational command and, you know, having, having your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the business and, and that, you know, being good at like doing the things you say you're going to do and tracking the results and learning from them. We're not saying that that's not important. I think what we're saying is, but if you are not leading from upstream, if you're not leading from a place of how do I create the conditions, the connection, the trust between myself and the people in this team such that we can fearlessly explore all avenues in the context of ourselves, in the context of this business, to create a tidal wave of possibility. Then I'm throttling the potential of this business inadvertently. And and I, and it's you know, and it's start to me it's seeing that and then going, now, like if you could see that, then it's like, well, how what's possible in that? And like, because I don't think we're talking about taking huge amounts of time. So time, we can look at time and, well, how do you do that? It's like, doesn't take as much time as you think. Um, how do you look about time in terms of you have to not allow the idea that the future, that there's a clock ticking on the future to get into your head? You know what the, the weird thing about the time argument is? And and yeah, I've uh, like you, I've heard it so many times, and this is a great illusion to just blow up right here, right now, with as much dynamite as we can. 
because when 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 a when a leader says i don't have time for that i don't have time for that nonsense or yeah I'd, I, you know leadership leadership exploration is a luxury for when things are going well you know but right now we just don't have time for that here here's the here's the real truth is the time spent cleaning up the mess that is created by not taking that time is exponentially more than the time invested in what we're talking about. And I've seen this firsthand, and so have you. We've experienced this. You know, we've been on teams where we didn't spend that time, we didn't spend, you know, three hours a month or the first day of a three-day offsite, and we didn't do that stuff, and we didn't invest that um, that time and, and that that uh, focus on on building those connections, and as a result, we built a house on quicksand, and the amount of time we spent having to try and rescue that project or that initiative or or that company and and put it on more solid footing was exponentially more and the opportunity cost of that the loss of momentum and the loss of of i mean you and I have a fantastic example which we lived through where you know eventually the company just ground to a halt and fortunately we had a remarkable leader with enough self-awareness to go, oh, I need to get rid of five senior executives in one morning in order for this thing to be unlocked again. But it's it it was all a result of not taking the time to build the team. And so it it's it, so the, the time is such a bullshit argument. And and any leader who puffs up their chest uh, and says to me, "Oh, th- there's no time for that," I want to say to him or her, "Listen, can I just sit you down and and give you a very good example of the cost in time that exponentially outweighs what we're suggesting you do here?" is is it's gonna it's gonna make your eyes water and so i think we just blow that one up right now it's a very naive perspective when somebody says i don't have time to invest in building my team the right way because the consequences of not doing that are i mean it's the cost is so profound but they only see it in hindsight. And some of them don't even see it. Some of them are like, oh, that's just the nature of how things go. It's like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not how it goes. Great teams don't experience what you've just experienced. Yeah, they go through hard times, but they get through them so much quicker with so little brain damage compared to what you've just experienced. But you wouldn't spend the time on the important stuff 
because to your point, it it doesn't feel like it passes muster in terms of execution excellence and getting the job done. It's like, oh, okay, here we go again. We're going to be pulling this house out of the quicksand again. Well, it's, it's um, yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, well, and I really like what you just said at the end. Oh, here we go. We're going to be pulling the house out of the quicksand again. Because it's amazing, because that's what happens. And it's not that you don't ever get to quicksand. But I, I have a hunch that the driver behind the behavior is fear. And it's fear of not realizing the opportunity or it's fear the time will run out. And it's, it's a, when you are putting people and the connection of people in second place, I think it's the number one symptom of a fear-driven environment. It's a fear, it's the fear of missing out on the external opportunity that you perceive to be there and it's 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 fear versus faith like i come from and you know and i used i, I have been there so like i like i have a, a, a friend of both of ours who she articulated to me beautifully that like my early days of leadership she was like alan you believed you had the right way and like you drove everyone to work that way and it was like because I was I, like I like for me it was a fear-driven thing as well as anything else. Like I still think there was a people thing in there, but a lot of it was like we don't have time to waste. Like get on board, or or, or get off. Like, but you know I'm not going to molly coddle you as I would have seen it. And then she said, and then after a while you really you shoot, something happened, and I don't need to go into that. But it's like you seemed to shift, and it was like you allowed us to find the right way. But so in the background, there was still the sense that you had the right way if, if we didn't and you would step in. And then she said in the third phase was like you showed up and there was no right way. It was just the way that we found. And I see that journey as moving from fear to faith. Like uh, from, uh, from fear of like not being enough, from fear of that the failure meant something about me, to a deeper faith in the power of the collective, a deeper faith in that actually results will come and go. Like no matter how hard I try, like I'm going to get good results and I'm going to get bad results. But the faith in like the, the quality of the journey is the ultimate thing that's going to make the difference. And to your point, like there, there will be quicksand, but that will even be a, a totally different experience. And um, and so I, I think, you know, if we're putting sticks of dynamite in and we're creating, like, and then we're stacking things on top of the, on the bonfire, like it's the idea that it's a waste of time. That's an illusion. And the idea that time is running out, that's an illusion. And the idea that the results that you get mean anything about you as a leader or as a person, that's an illusion. 
And like if you and you start to stack them and then you just fire them and go, and it's like, what are you left with? Well, if you don't have any of those, you're left with this moment and these people. And what are we going to do next? And really, if someone said to me, what's the ultimate value of it? Like it's the speed with which people are able to kind of get a feel for that collectively. Oh, that's what we got to do next. And then they just go and do it. And they get whatever result they get. But they never look back. Like this is where there's no mess. Even if it goes to shit, there's no recrimination. There's just, oh, that didn't work out how we thought. So, so let's figure out the next step. And, and there's that real deep possibility that comes from that. Like those moments where it's like, it's not working. Like, and that's okay. Cause, cause we are like, we are in this and we can feel that we're in it. And it's, and it's a totally different feeling when something's not working and you're in it. And it's like, you're curious together. You're like, this isn't working. Okay. And we're good. So we will figure it out versus this isn't working. And I'm looking around, see who's, who are like, who's fucked up here. And like, where's, and it's now it's like, it's not working. And we, and we are not good because it means something about us. And then you're in a vicious cycle and it takes you and you can stay in it for a long time. And so, you know, that, that would be, and, and, and I think when you, just to, why I would anchor this, because I've just been mulling on this last couple of set, couple of minutes is, I really want to bring it back to the simple, the simple truth of what we've been pointing to all along is that, like, what, the reason why this is so powerful is because it's intuitive to all of us. Like people are made to connect. We are connected. So we don't even have to make it. We just got to allow space for it to be. And that when people are just being present and connected, fucking wisdom is flowing. It's like a, it's like a hot spring geezer in Iceland. It's like, and it, it has a, it's powerful. And I would challenge any leader listening to not be able to reflect on whether it's happened on purpose or by accident. Moments where they were like, yeah, like I know what that, that feels like to just be connected and to be in flow as a team in both good times and bad times, like the tough times and, and the easy times, if you want to think of them as that. But I bet people be like, oh, I know what that was like. And, and it has to be nurtured because it's just, we fall out of it as teams, just in the same way as we fall out of a high mood as a person. We just fall out of high mood as a team. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like what's going on? And if you're not creating it as a constant, um, part of the rhythm of your business, if you are not bringing the team back together all the time, the danger is you just fall out of that collective sense of connection and high mood and you just stay out of it because there's nothing to bring you back together whereas when you have a, a rhythm together it's okay you drift out but then you get back together and that brings you back you're like oh 
and you become aware of it. And you start to, as a team, you're like, hey, it feels like we're a bit off balance. What's going on here? And you have the conversation about getting back into balance as a team and then pushing forward again. And that's what we're saying, I think, is that it's capturing that and using that to move the business forward. And so it's just that. It's kind of sits behind the execution. Um, and now I definitely should stop talking. That's, that, was a long, that was a long monologue. <laughs> so what's, what's uh, okay, we've blown up a lot of stuff. So what's your, what's your bumper sticker for life from this one? I think it's something like, um, so this is, this is what comes to mind. Trust is all the time you need. Ooh, I like it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you, brother. And I think, like I say, I think we've kind of, there's some some areas in this one that when we listen back to it, we will have some follow-on mm. discussions. And um, and again, to anyone listening, we there's no doubt that I imagine these conversations trigger questions or even objections um, and resistance and I would just want you to know we welcome it all like we would love the questions um, and the more challenging the better because uh, neither myself nor Mark sit here believing that we know the right way or or anything and we know that these can be tricky waters so this is a space to put all your questions into and we'd love to kind of go deep on them and and uh, see what emerges yeah. um, but until next time um, we will uh, we will see what emerges adios